Hi everyone, welcome to the B2B Sales Podcast. I'm Ada. And I'm Thibaut. Every two weeks, we interview top leaders, experts, and top performers in B2B sales. And every other week, we'll share tactical tips and insights on how to start conversations, generate opportunities, and close deals faster. We are on a mission to change the way society sees sales. This profession is one of the most rewarding ever. Yet many people are afraid to do sales or they choose this career by default. This podcast is brought to you by Sales Labs. If you want to submit your questions and guest suggestions, you can join the T-shaped sales community. It's a 10 euro month subscription where you'll get access to one new tactical training every month, a community of sales reps and exclusive events and discounts. Join today and get one month for free at www.saleslabs.io slash TSC. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom and enjoy the show. Welcome to the new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. We're also recording that live with uh, Michael Lash. I hope I said your name properly, who's the head of sales at Ecobot. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for being here. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Pretty good. Got some closes today, so pump up. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. For people who can see, uh, there's a gong behind uh, uh, Michael and uh, Michelin uh, Bibendum, basically. So it's pretty cool. Um, actually, today we're going to talk about something. Uh, I found I found you, and you know, like it's really, really rare people like you because you know how to recruit German-speaking SDRs. And uh, that's a really, uh, really sought after skill right now uh, in this market. So we're going to talk about that, about the system. But before we talk about that, can you tell us more about who you are and uh, why you're here? Of course. Uh, yeah, my name is Michael. Um, the head of sales of Ecobot started here uh, when I was pretty young, 23 years old, um, from the university as a working student back then, when the company was uh, seven people big. And uh, now we grew to around about uh, 100 employees yet. And uh, my team that I supported back in the days were two sales reps who I actually, I did the SDR job and created campaigns and did the targeting. And uh, now mm -hmm. my team consists of around about 20, uh, 37 people who are doing uh, new business only. So mm -hmm. uh, more or less 40% of the company is focusing on sales. So we have a pretty strong sales approach here. And uh, yeah at the moment developing the international market for us as well. Okay, great. How many reps did you say you have? At 37. 37. I understood 237. I was like, that's no, big. No, 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 no that <laughs> would be really uh, big. <laughs> 37. That's, that's already a big team. Um, and so, so yeah, thanks, thanks for, for letting me know. So you started your career at Ecobot and you grew from SDR to head of sales, right? Exactly, yes. Okay, pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. How long, uh, when did you start your career? Uh, around about eight and a half years ago or so. Okay. Okay. So really nice. Like you've been, uh, you know, getting, getting to know a lot about the company and, and growing the team. So we're going to talk about your system to, uh, um, that you've developed to develop, to recruit junior SDRs out of uni. So from what I understand, you came from kind of this thing, but the big problem we have right now in Germany and DAR in general, um, is that we have a hard time finding people who want to go in sales. And, uh, I'd love to really understand like, how the idea came up and what's your system, let's say, you have an overview of the, of the system. Yeah, of course. Um, to say it up front, we don't have a silver bullet which works for everybody, but uh, we, I think we developed a system which works really well for us. 
Um, so as you mentioned, we um, have built up a system with universities as well, where we recruit people. Um, my problem actually back in the days when I wanted to, to build up my sales team, I had exactly the same problem, uh, finding new people. And uh, when people that came to us um, wanted to do sales, they had like different sales experiences, 10, 15 years doing sales, but not SaaS sales, which was uh, for us not something that I was looking for. I would needed people who are able to do virtual selling mm -hmm. from the beginning. And uh, so we thought, well, um, if the onboarding for uh, experiences sales rep, which are really cost expensive as well, um, takes us around about three months to get him rolling and get him doing sales. And for someone who I get from the university, teaching and coaching, and he's ready to sell after four to five months, it was a pretty pretty simple uh, calculation there that it makes way more sense to develop people ourselves. So what we did is um, we built up a coaching system inside of the company. So we hired a full-time trainer who is developing those people who come to us, uh, new recruits, juniors from the university, but as well like um, people from different jobs who did not do sales at, at, in total. But um, we um, developed like a full uh, 12 months program, a trainee program, which uh, helps the people to learn it. And it was like a really fun fact there where, because I, I studied myself in, in Karlsruhe as well. Uh, you need to know that Karlsruhe was also a pretty crowded it crowded place so it's pretty hard mm -hmm. to get good people because every everybody can pay more than than we do uh, back in the day so it was really important to get a system running and um one of my pr uh, professors back in the days which was uh, teaching me sales uh, she said well um i think you can you can do sales pretty good and uh, your your history and your background in ecobot uh, you learned a lot back then um can you actually talk about that inside of my class so it was more or less an hour so that was mm -hmm. the first thing and she got a really good feedback back back uh, then and um, she also has a pretty cool class which i think she has like she invites people from uh, well business people who are not teachers mm -hmm. and um, they teach the people as, as i said so there was a course uh, which is called um communication sales tactics and uh argumentation more or less something like that and mm -hmm. um my goal here is um to train the people cold calling inside of four hours so wow. they build up a pretty cool call center like infrastructure with lots of headsets lots of computers so i did one hour training uh giving them um, um how's it called like um a checklist a, a text what they need to learn like what mm -hmm. to say on the phone and then the, there were like 20 people half day uh, doing sales, doing um, prospecting for us and calling the people and I would g gave coaching to them. And okay. at some point I realized, well, it's a pretty good deal because at the end, the best people who did the most uh, appointments for us, they, I offered us a, a sales job. Okay. Right? okay. So this was the more or less the beginning of that. <laughs> That's really cool. So let, let's suppose a bit on, on this, like, let's say, concrete exercise, yeah. because I think it's really brilliant to do that, to make it, uh, you know, to have the setup, as you said, and then basically they were they were call calling prospects for Ecobot, I guess, right? Exactly, yes. 
Okay. And so this is great because, you know, you get, let's say, free labor, we could call that. And then, you know, they get to, to understand the product, they get yeah. to pitch. Some will actually hate it, some will love it, will exactly. get great success and get, you know, understand, have a preview of what their job could be. Yeah. Um, how did you, you know, like, what's the reaction? Let's say you have a classroom of 20 people, you say, now we're going to do some cold calling. What's the reaction of the classroom? totally different as you just said like some people are like really shocked because they're not used to that kind of that kind of idea to do that to call people without them being prepared and, and waiting for the call other people mm -hmm. are pretty hyped because they say well it's a new experience they're curious how to do it and if you take them by the hand and and help them uh, develop those skills like really basic skills and they have the first successes they're pretty pumped um, but first, like uh, before, I, before I started, I actually asked the people, like, please raise the hands. Who wants to be a sales rep? Mm -hmm. And there were like really few hands going up. And it was a class of international management students, uh, seventh yeah. semester, I think. And then I asked the second question: Who wants to be a consultant? And like yeah, I would say, eighty percent of the people raise their hands and they say, "Well, we want to be consultants." And then I just try to ask them, like, "What do you think? What's the difference between a consultant and a sales rep?" And get some answers. But at the end of the day, a sales rep, if he does a good job, there is also consultative selling. Uh, there is like the point problem of them is the impression of sales. They think about only cold calling, trying to uh, get the people, manipulate them, and stuff like that. So this is still something that is in the head of the people. And I tried to get rid of that. And I told them, like, well, you do the consulting part, of course. But at the same time, at the end, you ask, like, the, the closing question. And if you do a good job and you prepare and, and give the real value for the customer, they will close and you get some money for that. So mm -hmm. This was maybe okay. something, an idea that changed some perspectives here. Okay, that's really cool. Do you know Jan Mundorf? Have you, have you yeah. heard of it? I guess you yeah. know. Yeah, so it's very similar. I think he started, a, uh, I mean, he was more on the other side. He started like in consulting, then he got fired because of, I don't know exactly why. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he went to sales and he discovered that it's actually much more interesting. You often can make more money. Uh, mm -hmm. You can also like, uh, you know, you're less squeezed, let's say, you know, by, by other people, by, by your managers. So I think that's that's really interesting. And uh, I think that's that's really like brilliant to have this thing where you say, hey, uh, what do you think you know consulting is against what do you think sales is? Because one thing I've noticed in Germany is that people, uh, and it's the same in France, it's the same in, the, in a lot of cultures. People yeah. think about sales as like the car salesman or the insurance salesman. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, I, by the way, my insurance sales guy is the best sales guy I know. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> But you know, we have this vision where it's, it's just not the right type of people. Mm -hmm. So what's your, your idea on the, on, on, you know, like your understanding of, of that? Why do you think people in Germany think that, you know, like don't, don't want to go into sales basically? I mean, there's lots of movies, for example, uh, lots of movies where the sales reps are usually built up in this kind of picture. So the impression that people learn from the beginning, from the childhood, that sales, rep, uh, sales reps want to make money for uh, more or less selling a product that you don't need, manipulate you and stuff like that. So I think this is like mm -hmm. uh, the first thing. And second thing is, as you just said, like there's also a lots of really bad salespeople out there who just ruin the perception of the people, uh, what sales actually is. I mean, you, you said insurance, you said also car salesman as well. Like if you take a look at communications, right? Mm -hmm. If someone calls yeah. me and I, you can, like, after two seconds, you know that's a sales rep, 
And if you have yeah. this impression, you already are biased how to communicate with those kind of people. And they more or less get this impression throughout their private life. Mm -hmm. And then they say, well, I would never want to do that. I never want to cold call anyone because I'm actually disturbing them as I, yeah. I don't want to be disturbed by someone else. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's really, really interesting. And uh, I think what you're doing, going directly to the university to uh, train people, get them excited about the profession and also like change their mind about it is really important. Mm -hmm. Because like uh, if you look, let's say, at the U.S., there, there, there's so many jobs, you know, so many SDRs opening. Mm -hmm. SDRs are paid like so much money compared to, let's say, five or ten years ago. Yeah. And uh, think about Germany. It's like ten times more, more complicated to find someone because there's, you know, in the U.S., they have more this culture where it's more uh, typically you say either you go to college and pay $100,000 a year to yeah. have an education that will lead you to basically not have a job or you can go in sales and then you know like build everything from that yeah. whereas in germany things are, are in europe things are a bit different so um yeah i think that that's really brilliant to do that and and so what would be your suggestion for someone uh let's say a sales you know head of sales someone or, or team lead of an sdr team what would be your suggestions to kind of like build this program and this relationship with a university I would just suggest us to go to one university from the same city or the cities around because mm -hmm. we did that not only with this one we actually like building up relationships with different in this, uh, different universities different colleges as well uh, maybe university is not the right place to go maybe it's really a college or a private college where they're like more um business focused right mm -hmm. and try to find um more or less uh, a course which is comparable to it so i don't do that with uh the machinery industry who people who study study yeah. i don't know something else i do that with people who study economics or study for example in germany we have um um wirtschaftsingenieurwesen so mm -hmm. uh, inter more or less like economics but engineering a mixture of that yeah. those people are really really interesting because at the same time they bring in some uh, industry knowledge which they learn in the university mm -hmm. which they can use to sell our product as well okay. so i would i okay. would try to also segment the, the the courses which may be interesting for you yeah you know i did my studies in uh, uh montreal which was like a french-speaking business school in canada and uh we had that was very common we had so many courses that were given by uh, part-time teachers that were you know like the big thing there was accounting you know don't mm. ask me why but uh, that's kind of the the career like the dream job yeah. for them over there yeah. and uh you could become a cpa whatever so they, they were they were really pumping that up and, and it was really nice mm -hmm. and they were kind of recruiting this way so building the, these partnerships um now i'm really curious to know about like the the type of uh, uh, profiles you look when you hire this kind of junior uh, people. So they are maybe finishing their studies, finishing their master's or bachelor. What's the, the type of skills, the type of people you actually are recruiting? Because you're going to put them through a 12, 12 months program. So it's a big investment. So who are you uh, trying to recruit? If you ask me, I probably give you another answer than our HR team. <laughs> for me, <laughs> okay. for example, um, it's totally unimportant because when I was finishing my studies, I was really taking care that I have all the certificates, that I have good grades and like finishing up mm -hmm. to have a good package. At the end of the day, I, for me personally, I really don't care. The HR does the pre-selection uh, on a little part, but we also, I told them like not to focus too much on um, uh, grades or something like that. For me, it's the most important topic is when you, when you want to work in sales, 
I want you to sell your skills, your personality to me. If you can't、mm-hmm. sell me that, if you can't like make me curious to get to know you, there is always、uh, already something missing. Because like、uh, a job co- communication or a job、uh, interview is always a sales call. I want to sell、mm-hmm. Ecobot to the people. They want to sell their、um, capacities and their their personality to me. So, if I see already the people are not prepared, if they have no idea what we're doing, if they not even like if they just read through our website and I ask them what are we doing and they're like reading out loud what's written on the website, I can like really tell they didn't get it. They just try to be prepared somehow, but. I mean, at the end of the day, we're selling sales tools as well, sales and marketing tools. We need to understand、yeah. the company we're talking to pretty fast to understand the business case and try to see like what we can help. So this is something. This is a skill which which is needed. At the same time, I also take a look at: Do they ask me questions, or are they just blabbering around and talking only about themselves?、Mm-hmm. It's also a really important skill. Are the people curious? Do they want to learn? Do they want to? Do they want to?、Um, yeah, get to know the other person and get to know like what's actually going on in daily business.、Um, it has to be professional. So also the the paperwork. It's not about like having everything.、Um, like if if people go for half a year on a sabbatical or something, I really don't care. It's it's、mm-hmm. good for them. They 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 did a good good time there. But it has to be somehow、um, in a good in a good format for me, so I can actually say well. This person didn't have any coffee on this paper. Something has to be clean and and and, and good looking, and、um, this is something that is important. At the same time, a business acumen has、mm-hmm. to be there, so they need to understand like how people think inside of a business world. Because a lot of people, and it's not only from the university, but also we do、um, traineeships here. So people who、mm-hmm. are like eighteen,、uh, nineteen, twenty come to us. It's、uh, like the first job they ever had after school. Um, and you see, like a big difference.、Uh, of course, the people don't know what's going on in the business world. What's the business、mm-hmm. acumen? How do they say things? How processes work? But there, I can say, well, okay, it's fine for me. We can teach you that. But for someone who、mm-hmm. is from the university or any kind of other jobs that they did beforehand, it's not only university people or college people that we hire. We hire also, for example, if you go to the hotel industry, right? If they work、yeah. like three, five years, the people can talk. Right, we hire the same way from different other industries,、um, but the skill set has to be there. Okay, okay, I see. And so, and so, like,、uh, whenever let's say you do this this exercise where you have the course, you do the cold calling、uh, part. Yeah. How do you go about like、uh, going from this very you know specific exercise into the、uh, context of the course to trying and, and you know having this conversation about their future and, and the job? How, how do you basically set the meeting with、uh, with the person? You mean the first call we're having in in the in the in the job call or in the interview or what do you mean? Yeah, the interview. How do you get them to be、uh, going from a student to someone who goes into a hiring process? Yeah, it's usually just apply. Sometimes, what what I think、mm-hmm. is really good, they actually contact me personally through LinkedIn. It already、yeah. shows me that they are proactive and not just waiting for something. So it's a good thing.、Mm-hmm. Um, what we do usually, we do the first call where、um, I'm not involved. Actually, the HR is involved, or one of my trainers, one of my team leads here,、um, mm-hmm. and they just answer some some basic questions. After that, if the person is prepared, if the per- person is curious, as I said, like、um, those those skill sets that we expect, we go to a second round. And the second、mm-hmm. round is we send out,、uh, we do a trial day, a digital trial day. We send、mm-hmm. out an agenda. With a test account to our software, with、uh, a preparation, how the, our ideal customer profile look like, when a one pager more or less, 
that the other person, the, the person who applies, understands our business case. What are we looking for? And then we really do tests. We mm -hmm. go in there and try a discovery call with them. We try cold calling. They need to develop their own um, sheet, more or less, how they do it. And mm -hmm. it's really surprising that a lot of people who have no idea beforehand, they've never done sales, they do a really good job if they prepare. Yeah. And on the other side, like lots of people who have like 10, 15, 20 years sales experience, they try this and they fail like big. And you see like yeah. people actually are not evolving. They're having 20 years of experience, but actually they learned one year and 19 years. They just repeated what they learned back in the days yeah. and didn't evolve. And this is really, really important because we have a really high velocity business and the people need to adapt to the changes. The competitive market yeah. changes, the data changes, the system changes, and uh, this is why you need to be really fast-paced. Okay. Yeah, that, that's something I've seen very much. It's uh, uh, Yesterday I had uh, David Primer on the show. We were talking about what has changed in the last 10 years. Yeah. And uh, just the, what we're doing, our role has changed massively. Mm -hmm. You know, we are there to, uh, you know, like, we're there to help make a decision, uh, make an emotional connection with us and the, and the product we represent, and, and it's not really just pushing information. So I think that's, uh, yeah, you know, like a lot of time people who have a lot of experience are often really hard to coach and uh, mm -hmm. really hard to kind of like uh, uh, work with. So I think that's, uh, that, that's you know, yeah, that's, that's a very interesting dynamic here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also curious to know about, let's say, the career path. Let's say... I just got out of a business school. Uh, I did my interview. I got. I did a great job. You hired me as an SDR. What are my next three, six, twelve months looking like? Yeah. Uh, you usually like enter. I can tell you what we did at the beginning of the year, and of course, we will also evolve there. We change the processes mm -hmm. for the next year. This is why we actually had a conversation uh, last time, where I, asked, yeah. I actually also said like we want to make a change from full cycle sales to a BDE and AE model. At the moment, it is like that. You, the first three months are more or less training on the job. So mm -hmm. um, they are there. They learn the culture, uh, the culture of the company. They learn the processes. They learn all the tools that we, that we have. After like around about two weeks, they also connect to other sales reps, get on the calls, just listening and, and uh, doing some one-on-ones some with them. We also mm -hmm. use multiple tools, like for example, Gong to analyze yeah. conversations, analyze presentations. So they actually learn from experiences from other people. So at the same time, we have our uh, coach and trainer. She has usually around about five to 10 different trainings in the week with different people on one-on-ones, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes with a lot of people together. And we have like a really dedicated and really personalized training plan over the course of 12 months. So first three months is more or less doing prospecting, learning how to do it because mm -hmm. nobody knows how to do LinkedIn sales or LinkedIn social selling or, um, for example, on the phone. It's a pretty mm -hmm. tough skill to learn, and this is something we're working on there. At the same time, after three months, I actually, at the moment at least, expect people to start doing sales. Mm -hmm. And our sales cycle is more or less between 30 days and 90 days, right? So they build up, after two months, they build up their own pipeline so they're mm -hmm. actually prospecting and making appointments for themselves to do the discovery call, do the presentation and do the closing. Um, and then more or less uh, after four months, they're, they're ready. And then they're getting like additional trainings, how to optimize it. And uh, after 12 months, they're actually fully prepared. And we can really have a, a high quota as a regular sales rep that, we, that works there for five or 10 years. 
Okay. Okay. Nice. That's really interesting. So, so you have this, uh, yeah, this, you know, like learning on the job, prospecting, building the, the the pipeline, and you said you want to change that a bit. So I guess you want to have like maybe a business or sales development part, and then like promote them to account executive. Or what's the idea you have there? Yeah, the idea is more or less. Uh, I found that we actually expect a lot of those people. So that means like if you get a new new hired person and uh, you expect more or less after four to five months uh, revenue of this person, it puts a lot of pressure on them because like you not only have uh, the prospecting part, which needs to be learned, but as well as discovery, a good discovery, a good presentation, good closing. There's like a lot of topics that people have no mm -hmm. idea how to do it. It's a lot of pressure. And um, I want to take this pressure out. This is why I want to say, for example, half a year, the first half a year when the people enter next year, they will like the only thing they're going to do is prospecting through different channels. So we train them how to do video prospecting, LinkedIn prospecting, email prospecting, phone prospecting. There's also already a really big task to learn. And they actually making appointments for other colleagues who are doing the sales. So the AE job. Mm -hmm. After that, like three months, more or less, we start involving them in the sales process, how to, to learn how to do discovery calls, be attending, how to do presentations more or less. And after nine months, they will be prepared to do their own selling with the mm -hmm. lower quota that we expect in the last three months. And then after 12 months, they're like fully, fully uh, educated how to do sales. That's okay. the idea. So okay. take the pressure out more or less. That's the goal here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think, like, as you said, there's so many skills you have to do. Prospecting, closing, these are very, uh, it's a, a big list of skills. Personally, I learned that way, you know, like doing everything. I really loved it, but uh, it can be super overwhelming and, uh, you know, it, it can really get in the way of getting success in a job. So I think that's, uh, that's a good one. Um, I'm also curious to know about the... Uh, objections you get from your students let's say you go and uh, you say hey why don't you come and join us and work in sales what are the typical objections you get there the objections i mean they all think they are going to work in a call center that's like the biggest mm -hmm. enemy of everybody i didn't study for four to five years to go into a call center and and do a sales job on the phone there's like the most common objection there um, as I said, like everybody wants to be consultant. Everybody wants to travel around, see the people, make big business, and they actually don't—they uh, don't know that they have to be uh, to do a lot of homework beforehand to be able mm -hmm. to do that. And because, yeah. of course, if you do that, other people expect you to close more or less to to to, to hit your quota. And this is something that people are not aware of. They think it's easier um, than it's really that it really is. And um, yeah, you. They're also really afraid of rejections, for example, because, of course, sales is a rejections job. It can uh, mm -hmm. be a really a heaven for good sales reps. You get a lot of positive feedback at the same time for bad salespeople. It's the worst job ever. Yeah. You can have every other job, but it's the hardest job if you don't know how to do it. So they are really afraid of that as well. And um, I try to, to more or less point out the benefits of it, because like, if you take a look at consultants and I explain it based on that uh, topic, I mean, especially like for, for Ecobot, um, we need to be really creative. So we need to think about, we talk every day with different customers from different industries and we need to find a solution to connect it with our tool to see how, how we can help them. So it's always like, it's, it's never the same. Every day is totally different. And um, yeah, because we need to, to, to find a solution for the customer. At the same time, you have a huge flexibility 
right? So you can, uh, as well here, you can uh, manage your time as, as you want. Of course, if you if you involve in different uh, other things, if you, for example, we have um, team members here who do a podcast, for example, other other team members invite uh, speakers to us, do an expert talk, mm -hmm. for example, they do it by themselves. It's like it's an additional time what they're spending, but they receive yeah. a lots of leads based on that because the people react mm -hmm. to it. Of course, if you take more responsibility and you're more visible on LinkedIn, for example, building up your own brand, you actually don't need any more leads from marketing. You're actually building up your own marketing machine and lead machine. So um, this flexibility is also a really big part. Um, consulting is also really big people business. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're always talking to people, of course, um, to get rid of this call center um, view, explaining them. Well, there is not only the one way, there is actually like 100 different multiple ways. And I tell the people all the time. I mean, if you can develop, uh, for example, a way how to get appointments, if you go on a trade fair, I'm totally fine. I pay for it. It's fine. If you come back with 20 appointments and you hit your monthly goal, more or less after that as a, as a BDE. I'm totally fine with it, right? So you can be creative. You can try out things. You can you can uh, learn a lot. You can make a lot of mistakes. But this is this is why I think like this is a really good opportunity just to go in there, try stuff out, and and sometimes fall down and need to stand up again. Uh, I mean, salary is a big part. This is actually yeah. also really interesting that uh, a lot of people who go to um, doing like for example economics uh, studies or international management or something like that. They are like like a lot of um, there's a pretty high expectation of themselves <laughs> to put it this yeah. way. So they think they're the best, and you can actually challenge that, right? So what we do is like we say, well, yes, the, the salary that you expect, you can earn that, and mm -hmm. it can be like in the first year you can do like your 50, 60k if you want, right? But you need to do uh, to put in the work there. Because a yeah. lot of those uh, 60, 70K is more or less variable. So if you don't reach your goals, you, you're not able to get there. But what mm -hmm. I can promise to the people is um, you're getting there with the time. As soon as you learn, as soon as you in, um, get this information and get the co coaching, like after one or two years, you will be there. You can, you can yeah. trust on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's also there's like... Uh... Uh, people in business school often when they I remember the first the first day in business school I went there uh, the I don't know the dean of the business school was saying you're going to be the elite of the future you're going to be the leaders of tomorrow yeah. and then you're like oh I'm going to be the leader of tomorrow and then you, you realize that actually no it's 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 not it doesn't happen like that yeah. you're going to have to do some cold calling you're going to have to do some you know get some experience get some learnings before getting there and um, and I think that's really like the misaligned expectation. You know, it, it's just like uh, our universities tell us we're going to be the best. We're just like the center of the world. And then we realize, okay, no, that's not like how it is. And what I found really good is uh, like also I think that's why SDRs, you know, are it's super hard to recruit uh, in Germany for sales reps is because consultants have developed uh, these kind of bridges, these graduate programs where mm -hmm. it's totally integrated with universities. It's like they kind of create this fake image of this being the dream job. And that's something, you know, you're doing actually, uh, which is great. You're, 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 you're explaining that sales is also a really interesting career. Yeah. And people realize in consulting is just like you sacrifice your life for, you know, two to four years. And then, you know, maybe you're going to you're going to have a lot of money, but you're just going to have a lot of problems that come with it. Yeah. So I think it's it's great to have this other option. 
And uh, for me, I remember the same. I, I took like a sales class when I was in at university. I really loved it. But I was like, I'm never going to do it because I, I, I don't want to be in the call center, basically. Mm. And he, here we are, both of us, you know, working in sales. So I think that's, yeah. uh, that's very interesting. I mean, which, which job can promise you more or less for a good work that you, that you invest to get a raise more or less every year? So where, where do you get and, that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty yeah. simple. And, he, and it's big raises often. For me, since yeah. I started in sales, you know, it's always 20% minimum raise. And then, you know, sometimes you double your salary, you know, based on how you, how you, you work that. So you can really make a lot of money and also you impact, you know, you directly, if, if you make more money for the company, you're going to make more for you. So it's a, it's a direct impact. But also yeah. there, maybe I'll jump in uh, over there because also the people expect different things because like if you, if you, if you reach your goal, for example, and you want to uh, receive a certain amount of money, then you more or less achieve your goal and that's it. Mm -hmm. You will probably not get a raise if you stay like that, right? Yeah. You need to invest and this is something that the people also don't understand. You need like overachieve, not only in revenue, but get some more responsibilities, solve any kind of other problems that are business relevant for us. And then we can talk about it, right? But if you're like always like goal achiever and that's it, it's, you will you will stay yeah. there. This is this is the yeah. point. This is why I like I love to hire people with this internal motivation, and like I mean you've probably heard this this saying more or less: hire for attitude, train for skill. And this is something mm -hmm. we, yeah. we we live in here. And uh, this is something what I'm what I'm really proud of because like we got a really a lot of a bunch of people who are actually thinking the same way and trying to do their their on the on the daily basis, trying to become better and better and better. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh. Um, we have a question here from the yeah. audience, so it's from Tyron. Uh, Tyron says, Michael, you said the first three months are for training on the job. How are you structuring this training before they start prospecting? How do we structure it? Like, I mean, more or less at the beginning, the, the most important part is to understand our products. Right. So because we have really um, but not, not like really on the depth because it's really complex, but actually like understanding the value, what we can actually deliver to our customers. Right. To understand the use cases, what can we do, what can we not do to be really mm -hmm. honest with the customers as well itself. So it's a training on the product at the same time. When you listen to other people doing cold calling, you learn a lot. Like in Germany, it's not allowed to record cold callings or you need actually to tell some other per person that uh, you're recording and cold calling doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. so just like listening in, right? And, and learning back from, back from that and do a one-on-one -on -one coaching with the trainer. So a lot of role plays, a lot of listening, a lot of notes, and um, then they just jump right in. After like round about, like, as I said, like two to three weeks, they start doing the first call, calls. Like, for example, today, like on the uh, beginning of this month, on the 1st of September, two people started again in our team. Mm -hmm. And today was the first day when they called. Okay. And about two weeks okay. later. Okay. So, yeah, this, this kind of product knowledge, listening to other people, listening to, uh, to, do you get them to, so you said you use Gong, you get them to listen to customer calls, I yeah. guess. Uh, not the call calls because you can't. So okay, okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. Great. And this was actually like a huge thing for us, like in investing in a um, conversation intelligence tool. Because back back in the days, there was like the problem that you having a conversation, you need to wait and wait and wait, and like you don't have like so many at the same time in Gong mm -hmm. or any other tool. There, you can watch like everyone. And you can yeah. watch the good ones, which are maybe marked in the, in the best case. We've built up a library with uh, really good ones, and they can actually take a look and, and, and uh, 
find the most valuable information out of that. Does he work in German, the uh, AI like layer also of Gong? I would say, um, for me personally, 80%. Okay. I mean, it's enough okay. to get the recordings, it's enough to get the analysis and the trainings because we train every, I mean, we build up, um, end of last year, we build up a trainer team, uh, not a trainer team, uh, a team lead team. Mm -hmm. We have four team leads and they are actually, each of them are training their people based on the Gong calls. And they okay. do it inside of it so other people from the team actually can watch the video of the person, sees the coaching of the, tr of the, of the team lead and understands mm -hmm. like at what point there is maybe something need to do different. So it's a okay. high transparency there. Okay, good. That's a good, uh, good one because often people wonder like if these tools work for anything else in English, but um, yeah, there's some, some use case there. Yeah. Cool. So thanks, Michael. So, so wanted to, before we wrap up, I wanted to give you the, the stage to talk about anything you want to talk about. Is there anything you want to promote or whatever, or tell us where people can get more of you? I mean, at the end of the day, you guys uh, have my LinkedIn account or actually like the, from the, from the promotion that you did. So get in touch mm -hmm. with me. I had already today, three uh, people coming to me and asking like, I can't attend today, but let, let's talk. I have the same problem. Mm -hmm. So I already have some, some meetings booked uh, to talk about, uh, the way how we do it at the same time of course um in in regards to new recruitments if you guys know i'm also as i said uh starting with international uh sales from beginning mm -hmm. of this year we we have two people at the moment doing this two aes and uh, we're developing also over there it's also a remote job for international sales reps so that people need to speak english fluently mm -hmm. This is something, I mean, for your audience, um, this could be something to start in a fresh company who does the international uh, sales from now on and building the structure there. So could be an interesting um, time to start. Okay. I'll put the link to the, the, the job. The, the jobs are already live on your job board? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll put the link to that and also a link to your LinkedIn profile. And uh, then we'll let the really creative ones get in touch mm -hmm. with you directly so cool. they can uh, get their resume on the top of the pile. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. So, thank you so much, Michael. I'm super happy you got some uh, calls out of this. Maybe you, you can turn them into uh, opportunities. That would be cool <laughs> too. Uh, but that's that's the goal, giving you visibility. So, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, talk soon then. Thank you very much, Thibault. Thanks for listening to that episode. If you like what you hear and you want to explore more, I invite you to join the Selling Advantage community. It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're going to get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 Texas people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you want to check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up. 